Come on, give me a try. Give me a shot. Bring me any concern, anxiety, worry you have about anything having to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. And we'll see if we can't solve it for you right here. All you got to do is join the conversation by dialing one 767 4348 And boy, have I got big news for sweet Jennifer. It's our goal at Rosie on the House, and it has been for the last 35 years that we've been doing this show. It's been our goal to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. But this week, we got a phone call from someone with a housing dilemma in Sterling, Illinois. I think it's about halfway between Chicago and Des Moines. So I just wanted to put Jennifer on notice. If you and I and this team are about to become every American homeowner's best friend, babe, we're going to need more kids. <laughs> we're gonna, we are, we are going to need a much larger family, honey darling. <laughs> oh, mercy. I, I think I'm actually going to be able to help that guy in Sterling. But that isn't why we do our radio show. We do our radio show for Arizona homeowners. Ever since I got my driver's license in 1972, I've been landscaping, carpentering, laying concrete, hanging drywall, painting, roofing, tiling. I've been involved in home remodeling and home improvement. So calling this show is a way to put all that experience to work for you if you're interested in getting the project done Rosie Wright. one 767 4348 I will give you brand names of products I've come to trust and respect for their uh, economy and for their durability. I'll give you tricks of the trade. I'll help you with everything I've learned and give you the names of our friends and certified partners when it exceeds my experience level or my knowledge in any particular area. It was never our intent to start this show and be known as the know-it-all or the genius. All we ever wanted to be was your best friend. And if we don't know the answer I can all but bet the farm we know somebody who will know the answer that you can trust. And that's what we'll do. We'll put the two of you in touch with each other. And I would imagine 35 years ago when you started this, you never thought about taking calls from or uh, questions by text message or social media or that there'd be a thing called YouTube. Uh, no, it was all sticky notes. <laughs> uh, I we did have pagers back then, though. Oh, but you, we but did you then, ever give a referral by pager? But, but they weren't texting pagers; they were only phone numbers. All you got was phone. This person's looking for you. Uh, but it was it was uh, sticky notes. I'd come in the office every Monday morning, 
and uh, the phone calls that had come in all weekend and all Monday morning were all be posted on my desk. Here, uh, this Sarah wants to talk to somebody about bamboo flooring, and Jill wants to talk about somebody about spray foam attic insulation. So, it's come a long way. I am so grateful for you and all your mastery of all this other digital stuff. I'll just keep driving nails and polishing concrete. (laughs) Well, our uh, number one most viewed video on our YouTube channel uh, is up at 448,000 views now, from posted six years ago. And it's how to fix the interior interior door that won't stay open or closed. You know, we call that ghosting. Does do you have a door that moves one way or the other? Shortly after that posted, someone wrote me and said, "You've saved my life." Because <laughs> he was running into the bathroom door in the middle of the night every night. He got up to go to the bathroom. Well, we got a comment on it just this morning. Young guy on another video said. Been the top pin. Old guy in this video said bottom pin. I went with the old guy. Thanks. Worked perfectly. <laughs> the old guy. <laughs> well, older and wiser. So, you know I'm not what? sure what other video they saw, but we're being our videos are being compared to other videos Old, now. Older and younger guy. Well, I will tell you specifically why I say the the bottom hinge pin, because when you remove the top hinge pin, the door wants to fall out away from the from the hinge. And getting it lined up and put back in can be kind of problematic. Take the bottom pin out, and the door never moves. And then when you go bend the pin and come back and drive it back in place, it's so much easier to deal with. And, Gary, I want to tell you something. I feel very young. I feel you very Did you see the Rim to Rim Facebook page had the oldest yeah. man ever to hike Grand Canyon Rim to Rim? 92 years old. Oh, man. 92 years old. I feel lazy now. He crossed the Grand Canyon, and I thought, okay, cowboy, you're my kind of man. Uh, so I, all of a sudden, I felt young again. I, I feel successful uh, hiking to Ooh-Ah Point, and that's that's just maybe, oh, maybe a mile, you know. It's beautiful. Though. Oh, man. Well, it is National Kitchen and Bath Month all month long. So we've been taking a lot of questions in particular about kitchens and baths. And at Rosie Wright Design Build Remodeling, we're beat up a lot uh, because of the because of the prices we give. And I was very encouraged to find out the most expensive kitchen in the universe. I'm going I'm to start bringing pictures. In, in the gonna, universe. In the universe. I'm going to start bringing pictures of it every kitchen appointment I go on. But I would still imagine it's here in this world. It, it spends time on, on planet Earth. Yeah. But it's the International Space Station. Oh. <laughs> but the kitchen. The kitchen was $150 billion. The kitchen. So I'm, I'm, I'm bringing pictures of that out now to every kitchen remodeling discussion I do. So when I, when I tell them your new kitchen is going to be $65,000, dollars $115,000, the, the comment I get most often is, Rosie, that's what we paid for this house. I, say, I know, I know. When did you buy the house? Well, in 1958. <laughs> Imagine what they paid for the space station. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I think compare that to car prices. We are, oh boy, 
We are, we are not winning any contest. I don't know. I don't know a good remodeling contractor that's winning popularity contests with their estimates right now. But it's just a fact of the matter. And I, those of you that are considering remodeling, think about this. We actually have a client we're doing business with that wanted a guest house built. And they signed the contract just prior to the Federal Reserve raising the prime the first time a year ago. And he decided, you know, I'm going to wait. Uh, I'm going to wait till this upcoming recession hits. The costs will come down and we're going to make a great deal. Well, he they would check with us about every 90 days. And they called us about a month ago and they said, how far have the costs come down? And I said, you know what? We still have your permit. We still have your plans. We still have your scope of work. We still have your schedule. We still have your specifications for every single detail. The backsplash, the tile, the appliances, the light fixtures, the plumbing fixtures, every detail. And if you don't change one thing, it's only going to cost you 18% more (laughs) than if we just started it one year ago. (laughs) So kitchen and bath month, all month long here at... Uh, the nationally with National Kitchen and Bath Association. All right. Well, let's start off and with Tim and Casa Grande at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Welcome to the program, Tim. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. Quick question: I have about a four-year-old electric water heater, which is located in the garage. About the last month or two, I've noticed only when you turn on the hot side of a kitchen or bathroom faucet that I'm getting the sound of, like, air in the line. And it only is coming from the hot side. It doesn't do it when you have the handle to the cold side. And these are single-throw um, handle faucets. And, Tim, any we, ideas? Uh, we, took a call. we took a call last hour from Tim in um, Arizona City <laughs> with almost the same exact problem. Now, Tim, when you say the sound of air, is that like a swishing running out of the of the faucet itself? Or when you turn it off, it's ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba? No, it's, it's as the water's running out of the faucet. Okay. Like when okay. you like have your water off and you do a repair and you're flushing the air out of the line. Okay. So it's... it's, it's uh, it's, it's air getting into the hot water heater system somewheres. And my number one suspicion in that environment is the safety relief valve, temperature relief valve on the top of the water heater. Maybe someone tested it and it didn't reseat. Maybe there was a little piece of hard water buildup on that and it's not seating exactly right. And it's allowing a little bit of air to be introduced. What I would do is uh, I'd turn every hot water device on in the entire house and let it run for five minutes uh, constantly. Just let it run. Then turn it all off, give it a rest, and see if, in fact, that problem reoccurs. If it does, then we're probably going to have to be addressing that temperature relief valve on the top of the water heater. And that's one that we generally don't tell homeowners to service themselves because... If you test it, there's a very good chance it will never reseat. And then you can't turn the water heater back on until you run to the hardware store, buy a new pressure relief valve, and get it installed. That's one part of a water heater we encourage people. Don't test it. 
depending when the last time it's been tested or the last time your water heater's been cleaned or whether or not you have a whole house water treatment system on your house, it's probably going to create more of a problem than it's going to solve. So that's my number one suspicion. Temperature relief valve, top of the water heater. See if that flushing of all the system through the whole house for a solid five minutes doesn't solve it. When we come back, someone wants to talk. Okay, how about reverse osmosis? Let's talk reverse osmosis for Harriet in Tucson. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. One triple eight Rosie for you. Harriet wants to talk water treatment. Good morning, ma'am, and welcome to the program. Hi, Rosie. Hi, Romy. Hi, Jennifer. First of all, thank you for all your advice to me over the years. I'm still working on my house, Rosie, and um, I did have that pressure regulator valve put on my house by um, Temperature Control in Tucson, one of your partners. Great. So thank you for that. Great. I appreciate all your help. Uh, The other thing is I was thinking, what exactly is a reverse osmosis system? About how much do they run? How long would it, what does it do for me if I were to get something like that? So reverse osmosis, and you often hear it referred to as simply just RO, is a system of purifying water using water. So you're you're cleaning water with water. Um, and it's specifically for drinking water use only. You wouldn't want to uh, have an RO for your showers or your hoses or a washing machine. This is specifically a drinking water tap at the kitchen sink used to fill up. Sometimes they get uh, piped over to the refrigerator if you have a you know, or a refrigerator that has an ice machine and water dispenser there, they can put the RO to the kitchen sink and to the refrigerator as well. Now, more often than not, you don't see those necessarily as a standalone. A lot of times that comes with a package of a water treatment system where they first soften the water entering in your home, taking out all the hard deposits, the calcium, the minerals that, you know, build up and uh, in the water. And then... The RO is cleaning the softened water, and that's your drinking water. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. One of, one of the things RO does, whether it's hard or soft water, is it takes the chlorine out. So it's going to give you a pure tasting water, and it also takes the floaties out. So when you're pouring a clear glass of water, it is a pure, clean glass of water. And it makes purely clean ice cubes. So whether it is softened water or hard water, you could install an RO in a house that just has hard water. So you want to get rid of that chlorine smell. You want to get rid of that chlorine taste. Uh, it's it's one of the better ways to do it because it runs it through an activated carbon charcoal filter. Plus micron filters that are small, so small you can't even believe how small they are. So there you go. And we just had John Owens from Connecticut in studio about four or five weeks ago. It was the beginning of September, and he was talking about their new K5 drinking station. And their Tucson office, right on Prince Road, is 293-6687. You could call, talk to them, and they would give you a price. Uh, you know, I, pr- Pricing changes so much, I, I don't even like to mention on the radio because it – uh, it, it's impossible to keep up with every trade and current prices. Yeah. So get get current ones from 
uh, straight from the dealer. There you go. Do, do we have time to try and take one more here real quick? All right. From water treatment to rat control. Oh. Mary okay. oh, and the Foothills. Good morning and welcome to the program. Morning. Good morning. I have a, I have a problem with uh, a rat hotel and they're chewing up uh, inside the, the, the uh, vehicle under the hood. Uh, even when I have the, the hood up and lights under the vehicle, uh, how can I get them to mosey on down the road? <laughs> well, it, it, it takes some serious persuasion. <laughs> Um, you're in the foothills up in uh, above Tucson. Tucson, yeah, yeah, in the uh, in the area around uh, north of uh, north of River or in the River got area. It. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, it's it's we've got to find out where are they residing in about and around your house to discourage them from staying there to fully convince them from leaving your car alone. Uh, exterminators? Um, we don't currently have one in the Tucson market um, that's gone through the screening process, but we do have a couple of contacts we can get you connected with off-air. Uh, rats are surprisingly intelligent. They are. Um, the good thing they're I know. generally slow. <laughs> I know it's the one... <laughs> One area that all of our pest control experts say, you know, it, it's a constant, ongoing uh, situation. Now, um, I don't know what kind of neighbors and, and animals you might have, but, you know, the first thing I would try is, is some poison baits. Oh, there you go. Oh, you <laughs> just said, made but, friends there. But you got to be careful on, you know, what's in the neighborhood because obviously you don't want your, your neighbor's pets to get a hold of that or, or your own if you have them. So... Uh, but we will get you those exterminators off air. Hang tight. Uh, we'll pick you up during the news break. If you'd like to join the conversation, one 767 4348 That's one 888 for you. Text questions can also be sent to 411-923. Or you can email us at info at rosyonthehouse.com. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Uh, next on the line, I don't have a name, but um, we're going to talk water. Good morning, and welcome to the program. Hello. Good morning. Yes, sir. Um, my question. My my question is, uh, my water bill has has gone up, like everybody's, I think. But my consumption, as I watched, has gone from about twenty five thousand gallons a month on average, to about 40000 or 45000 a month. So it's gone up almost double consumption. And I found a few minor leaks in the yard, but I'm not sure. Maybe that accounts for a 1,000 gallons. Um, and I don't see any more soft spots, and I'm just wondering where to start with it. Where are you? What major cross streets? I am in Gilbert okay. at Guadalupe and Elliott. Boy, are you going to be Between glad. Guadalupe and Elliott and Higley. <laughs> are you going to be glad you called? Okay. Are you familiar with our website, rosyonthehouse.com? Yes, sir. Okay. So you can go in there and search for certified partners, plug in your zip code, and list what service you're looking for. 
you go on there and look for plumbing and leak detection, you're going to find pinpoint leak detection. They're located right out near you. They're going to come out and do a complete analysis of your entire plumbing system, including your irrigation valves. It, it is so complete. I did it at my house just for fun so I could have the report. I, I know how much water I use. I was blown away how much of it was landscaping and what I've saved by eliminating the turf yard in the backyard. You're going to love us for this phone number, Pinpoint Leak Detection. 602-777-0771. And when they joined us, they specialized in pools. And Ian said, now, just know I'm building out a whole house and landscape leak detection as well. And we said, great. I can't wait for you to get that up and going. And they have that. Uh, it's been about a year and a half, I think, since they've, you know, he hasn't talked about it much. You're just getting all the details in place and the infrastructure and, and the team uh, built out for that. You know, the equipment you use is much different than pool leak detection uh, and when you're looking through landscape and plumbing. So you're, you are right, though. You're, the amount of water that's being used reported on your water bill is definitely an indication. There's, there's something. A 40% a forty spike with no changes means we, we've got, we've a, got a leak We've got a problem we've got to uncover. <laughs> and I'll tell you a true story. On one of our rental properties... Uh, our water bill went from about 250 a month to $800 a month. And so, of course, I went over there and I walked around, started looking for, our, for wet spots, nothing visible. I thought, wow. Okay, I called Ian. Ian came out and did a full search. And an assistant to our landscaping company had fooled with our sprinkler clock. And it's primarily desert landscaping at that property. And he had tripled the amount of water that was being served. So when Ian came back with the report, he says, well, Rosie, I hate to tell you this, but uh, for the last month, you've used 47,000 gallons watering cactus. (laughs) (laughs) That hurts. (laughs) Oh, and it was like going out to the clock and a simple switch, you know, okay, I can turn this one off and this one off and this one off. But it was amazing. He gives you a per sprinkler valve usage. This valve uses this many gallons per minute while it's on. I I was really blown away. So call Pinpoint. You'll be happy. Hey, you talked about YouTube and that old guy, young guy uh, version (laughs) that's on there about the ghosting door. Uh, We received an email here or text that's talking about one of our other YouTube uh, videos, and I think it's gets quite a few hits as well it's how to secure the double french doors that are typically on the back patio leaving your family room onto the back patio those double french doors are incredibly easy to break into and when i say incredibly think capital bold letters incredibly easy to break into and the youtube that we show shows you a way to secure those for doors, French doors, that swing into the house. But this uh, homeowner said specifically, well, our French doors swing 
out. And many times we'll wake up in the morning and the doors will actually be not latched. One, the active leaf will actually be loose. Well, I can tell that, Homer, you have a door alignment problem because once the door is closed, unless someone's trying to get in, no amount of wind or breeze should be able to open that door. So we've got to check the alignment of the doors. And then whether the doors, whether the French doors open in or out, it doesn't matter. That same technique that I demonstrate on the YouTube segment will solve your problem. So... Go back, watch it again, and do exactly on your doors what I show on the doors on the YouTube. One of the things we do, and we've gotten a lot of phone calls from Pima County today. Tucson's Tucson's wide awake. One of the things we do on our ongoing mission to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend is we publish newspaper articles throughout the state. And we publish regularly down in the Sorita Sun. And our article this week, talks about techniques, tips, and tricks on making room to store your stuff and ideas on how to take space you've already got and increase it with storage capacity. So that's in this week's Sorita Sun. And then we've got our handyman tip of the week. Front porch. Jennifer's favorite topic. Oh, it's time to sit on the front porch. Don't you love it? I think this week is going to be the first week that it's really, really inviting in the morning. You know, growing up in Arizona, my dad always had an inside job. And he would say, man, I can't wait till September comes and it cools off. And I always worked outside. And I always thought, dad, it never cools off till Halloween. That's true. If, it, you, if you it, put that mindset, you're not it, near as impatient. It doesn't <laughs> cool off until Halloween, and we're just right there. Well, if you look up our article under DIYs, just sitting on the front porch, we had some good ideas for just making the space inviting and just how important it is to people's well-being to be able to greet people. You know, Arizona kind of set up with the idea everybody's going to live out in their backyard, and so we've kind of lost track of each other in some neighborhoods. But they're kind of coming back because they're realizing how important it is for neighbors to keep track of each other and communicate and also makes your um, neighborhood more secure. And then there was a time, a a long time ago, um, when Phil Gordon was still the mayor of Phoenix, so however long ago that was. But he had a front porch initiative to get front porches into neighborhoods because it – uh, statistically dropped crime anywhere you brought people outside to the front. Yeah, everybody's looking out for each other. And there's other things you can do, too, uh, to keep that front porch safe. We talk about lighting in the article, you know, not keeping that porch dark, but at night putting on a time a light on a timer so the front porch space is lit, and that also that necessarily lights up your front door as well. So that's a, that's a good layer of protection well and all the new security cameras that are now available that can be motion activated and light activated you know that that goes to a great dimension not only are we trying to get you to be aware of the virtues of a front porch and how inviting they can become in the security they add to your neighborhood but also keeping the front porch secure we want to encourage neighbors and discourage porch pirates well, your front door is on that front porch, so if someone's coming to the door, you know, you 
to be able to look at with a security camera app on your phone or whatever so that you know who's out there. It's really important. Um, you know, if you don't have a window to look out or a peephole, then you then you can put your little security camera out there. That security camera also will keep you uh, aware when, when you're away from home. You can see who's come up to the porch. And the, the other um, thing that's kind of new in porch security is parcels. You know, especially since COVID, we all have stuff delivered to our houses. And a lot of opportunists have decided to, to help themselves to those packages. So there's different things you can do. Uh, we talk about the parcel vault, which is a... There's lots of different manufacturers. You buy a, a little vault, you put it on your porch, you lock it, you give your delivery people the access code, and then that package goes in there. Because most burglars are kind of lazy, and they're going to look for a place that's easy to get in, easy, easy to get to. Easy yeah, so if you have a vault, um, that's that's a good idea. Jennifer, where do they find this article? Which, which one? On the Porch Pirates. Oh, By I'm porch. sorry. <laughs> the one well, we're mind, talking about. I'm sorry. But I, you were holding up something. I didn't know You're what still it was. thinking about having more kids, aren't you? <laughs> uh, the article's on the website under DIY. And, uh, oh, what you have done. Just put yeah. front porch on there. Uh, she, I, I saw her Googling adoption <laughs> services. <laughs> oh, mercy. How to prep your porch front porch sitting and security it is our handyman tip of the week which we bring you one every single week you'll get it automatically by becoming a roselle now's insider get to our website and subscribe to the nuclear new nuclear <laughs> the weekly newsletter but also we've mentioned a couple things about the activity over on youtube you know what if you go to youtube we have our own channel roselle now's and if you'll become a subscriber, every time we cut a new video, bing, you'll be noticed. And you'll be brought up to date on that new little tick, trip, trick, or tip that nobody else will know except you, Rosie on the House Insiders. Wrapping up today's three-hour broadcast of Rosie on the House. Thank you for being a part of the show. Romy, what are the loose ends you've got there? You've got a little pile there of information we haven't got to yet. Well, this one, you know, you just you haven't, haven't kind of found the right way to, to ask for a $16.5 million loan. Not yet. Man, so so I'm, I'm still trying to figure that one out. But, you know, this 57-acre... Uh, a state in Sedona with a vineyard on it and Oak Creek going through oh, baby. the property. Uh, and the vineyard produces 500 gallons of wine each year um, outside Jacuzzi. The home's only 3,700 square foot, but it's, the pictures are beautiful. Mm. So just hadn't hadn't quite figured out how to ask for that one yet. One of, the, one of those little how, pieces of heaven you can find in the great state of Arizona. I hadn't done the math yet to see how fast 500 gallons of wine a year would pay back $16.5 million. Yeah, let's see. The liters, $20, maybe $4. $200 a bottle. <laughs> I have to, I have to uh, price it really high. <laughs> Make it sound like some, something uh, kind of exotic. 90, I don't know. 98 points. <laughs> Beautiful out there, though. 
And then you threw this one on me uh, from the Wall Street Journal. That one really surprised me. Uh, and this was from Sarah Porter, Sarah Porter, and Catherine Sorensen. I believe we've—I know we've had Sarah on before. I think yeah. Catherine's been on before too, uh, talking about water uh, in the desert and that Phoenix is in no danger of running out of water. And it—I want to know where it generated from because whoever Mister Farvel is that they reference in it uh, characterizes Arizona exploration of alternate water supplies as engineering their way out of reality uh and their their response was just i think what generated this whole article talking about uh you know comparing it arizona's water to other situations and uh but basically at the end of the day they're just saying population doesn't have uh the factor isn't a big factor in water. It's not it's land use. Is it, it is. Is it industrial? Is it farming? Is it housing? Is it golf courses? And you know, I'm I'm not a golfer or proponent you know, by any means, um, but a a lot of the water that's used on golf courses is reclaimed water that goes down the sewer and it's just retreated. So it's thank you to John F. Long. You know, a, there's there's repurposing of water we can do, uh, and. You know, this old stat, I say old stat, I mean, we've, it's one that I've been hearing a long time, that right now Arizona is using as much water as we did in the 50s, 1950s. With one million people, and now we're at eight million people, and we're using the same amount of water. The thing that surprised me the most of that article is it showed up in a national publication. There are a lot of water specialists here in the state of Arizona that could go on for hours and hours and hours and hours with facts about why we're okay but what does Amwa say uh water use it wisely yeah yeah enough to use oh gosh not enough to waste, waste. yeah i wanted to get that exact quote. yeah that's right well i was really surprised that made the national news and i wish it wouldn't <laughs> it's okay if all of us here know that uh, I don't want everybody across the country to know that. So it's an interesting statistic. And we've talked about this so-called pipeline to bring Mississippi River water to yeah. here. The Mississippi River at this time is at its lowest point in decades. Yeah, it is. So bad that uh, salt water is intruding further up the mouth yeah. and getting close to New Orleans, which isn't good when it comes to getting fresh drinking water from the river. So we may have to wait a while for that. It's it's something else. It's as low as I've ever seen it. Jennifer and I were just there not too long ago. I've never seen the water line uh, on the Mississippi where it is right now. Yeah. I've never seen it. Uh, you know, one of the other things I'd like to get out before the show ends, uh, can I just throw like a little bag out there? Can I beg for one thing? Uh, at Rosie Wright Design Build Remodel, we're growing. And if you are currently engaged in the residential remodeling business and you want to work for the best remodeler in town and you're good at meeting customers at their home, hearing what they want done and coming up with a design to solve it and, 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 and present it, we would love to visit with you. Please go to rosywright.com, go to the landing page, go to what the testimonial page will take you to, and it is a page where it shows you the last 70 customers we've had have rated us 100% satisfied in 11 
different categories. That's not five or six hand-picked reviews. That's the last 70 people we've remodeled for. If you think you're good enough, we'd love for you to reach out to us at Rosie Wright. We're looking to grow our design sales team now. RosieWright.com. If you have questions between now and next week, you can visit send it visit rosieonthehouse.com or give us a call we answer that number during the week one 767 4348 one rosie for you